0: You guys know this guy? Yeah. Hey, y'all know this guy? Man, um, real quick, I was just thinking before we jump into your message, could we just um, take a moment and just pray in this room really quickly? Definitely. Um, you know, the enemy comes at us, he wants to attack us, he wants to um, get in our head, get in our mind, get in our thoughts, and. Um, I just believe God's doing something powerful this evening and, uh, you know, just want to take an opportunity to pray. Um, you could also keep Zoe in your prayers too, if you wouldn't mind. Um, but let's just take a couple of minutes real quick and just say a quick word of prayer, uh, for tonight. Father, we're not here just playing church. If we're here just showing up and saying words and singing songs and it's just for entertainment, then um, what are we doing here? But God, I believe that you are alive and moving and healing and transforming and changing lives and redeeming lives. And if all of that's true, if all of that's true. God, then we put a target on our backs every time we walk in this door. And so, Father, um, I just pray a hedge of protection over this this room, this building, uh, the people inside of it. God, um, I pray that you would be with each and every person here as we talk about and explore the truths, um, your truths, your attributes, um, how we can fall more deeply in love with you, how we can discover you maybe for the first time. Um, God, but as we jump into tonight, just be here. Be speaking truth. God, would you be healing? Would you be with Zoe right now? Would you give her your peace that passes all understanding? Um, we just love you. We just thank you for what you're doing this evening. Thank you for that awesome worship. God, I know my heart was blessed. I know my heart was blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Hey, uh, we've been in the series called From the Heart, and it's been so cool to get to hear from different Folks here, um, to hear what what God is saying to you for us as a community. It's been so cool. Uh, we've heard from a lot of different folks. And um, tonight we get to hear from one of my favorite people, man. Just so cool when we got to meet and uh, just love what God's doing. Your heart, you, you took a break from young adults to do some men's ministry and really digging in there and kind of seeing what God had for you in that, which was so cool. And, um, and I love your heart for... Um, like not settling for the status quo, but always wanting to be growing and seeing what God has new and fresh for you. Right. And so, um, I know that's a real encouragement for me to see that happening in your life. And I'm excited for tonight to get to hear what, um, God has been putting on your heart for us. So everybody give it up for Calvin Larson. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Uh, so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Calvin and, uh, For those of you who do know me, my name's Calvin. Um, (laughs) So, I'm gonna talk about focus tonight. Um, I think that's something we all struggle on. Uh, I know for myself, I definitely struggle with focus. Uh, In high school, you could catch me playing hours of Minecraft instead of doing homework, and uh, it'd be 1 a.m. and I'd realize I still have homework to do. Um, Thankfully, I don't have homework anymore. So, uh, there's nothing wrong really with losing focus uh only if we're able to regain that back um especially in our walks with christ um, it is imperative that we get back that focus uh, if we lose focus with god Um, accepting christ that is only the start to your journey right it is an everlasting and ever-evolving journey with god it's a relationship not just a you know subscription to this belief it is a relationship with our creator that's pretty powerful um so i've organized them uh to try and help us kind of understand how to focus how to keep that focus uh how god calls us to focus on him um and i've done that with four i call it the four r's okay it's super creative and original uh first one is recognize yeah there it is uh so What I mean by recognize is recognizing the lies that the enemy tells you in your life. That's how he attacks you. That's like the main way. Lies could mean, you know, that I'm not enough or that I'm a victim or that I'm all alone. I think we all have some form of lie that is in our lives. Um, And that's the important step is recognizing it, right? So, Paul wrote this to Timothy to offer strength and help to continue carry on after his death. This is Second Timothy, one six and seven. Uh, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, uh, is in you uh, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Um, the next one is First John four eighteen or seventeen and eighteen. Excuse me. 17, 19, through 19. All right, I'm just going to read it. Uh, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have uh, boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in his world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And the reason I read these two... Man, reading them even here is just... Powerful. I, I've written this and been through it, you know, a hundred times. But um, it's important to recognize that it's not just a lie. Like a, I mean, it is a white lie. It is, it is a lie. But it's more than that. It's, it's fear. It's the fact that it, the enemy is trying to take away from you what is so beautiful and so powerful about our Creator, that He loves us, right? that he created us for a reason and that we are here to live out that reason. And the enemy consistently works to attack that and to get in your head and to make sure you don't see that. And that's with those lies. That's with the maybe I'm not enough and you can replace how how you say that you say I'm afraid I'm not enough, right? I'm afraid that I'm alone. I'm afraid that you know the list goes on. Those are but at the end of the day it's fear and the enemy uses that to his advantage to try and Draw us away from God. Um, All right. Next R, we have rewire. So we've recognized the lie, right? We've recognized that the enemy uses fear um, pretty blatantly, actually. And uh, what do we do now, right? So what? Now we we see it. Um, So if we've allowed the lies to stay in our lives, and affect us for prolonged amount of time. I know I can say for myself, this is true. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to just say, oh, yeah, you know, this is a lie and this is the truth. I'm good now, right? There's going to be residual. There's going to be this feeling of, well, maybe, you know, inklings of maybe I am still not enough, which is the one that I definitely struggle with. Um, so to counter this, God has given us tools many tools, powerful tools, and one of these tools is the Bible, right? Uh, without reading your word, uh, another one is prayer. That's base. it's talking to God, right? It's having a conversation with him. It's not just asking, you know, for wishes, like from a genie, right? God isn't a genie. He's our creator. He loves us. He's our father. Um, another way is fellowship. You're doing it right now, right? I think that's that's awesome. You, you made it. You took the time out of your day to come here, and that's intentional, and that's beautiful. I think that you could be going out doing anything else, but you're here. That's powerful. So the importance of prayer. Uh, I, have some, I have a verse for that. Uh, Psalms 145, 17 and 18 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Oh wait, that's prayer, my fault. <laughs> prayer. Um, calling out to God, that's what prayer is. Now I'm going to go to the importance of the Bible now. Second uh, Timothy again, uh, 3, 16 and 17. Uh, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We're going to go to the next one: importance of community and fellowship. So this comes from Second Corinthians six fourteen through eighteen. Uh, do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can uh, light have with darkness? I'm going to read it from here, actually. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial, which is the personification of evil? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I know I'm just kind of throwing verses at you right now, but... um, you know, hopefully we can get some time to talk more in depth after. I know it's just a lot that I want to throw out there, and, um, but this is all, you know, it all pertains to the things that I said before, the tools that God gives us, right, to, um, to help maintain that focus, to, uh, combat those lies that the enemy tells us so frequently. Um, each one has its own place and is just as important as the other. Each one is a communication to God, or from God, or both, right, we say, you know, all of these things are important to do. And you go without one and you can find a lie sneaking into your life a lot easier than you think. Um, so without the reuse of these tools and things God has given us, there's no way of reminding ourselves of God and his love for us. So if you don't read the Bible or you don't pray or engage in fellowship uh, and you ask why you aren't growing in your relationship with God, um, then you need to reprioritize things in your life. And i call you out. Maybe you feel called out. Don't worry. I'm calling myself out too. Um, So just without these things, we lose focus. Uh, My third R is reframe. So that you can see the best in every situation and recognize God's plan for you, not your plan for you. Once we have these things, once we learn the truth, once we start digesting it, uh, it's it shouldn't be a place of memory, right? We shouldn't just, okay, you know, this verse says this, this verse says that. That is great. I'm not saying you shouldn't remember verses. What I am saying is you should take it and let it change your life. You should allow that word to change your life. The time you pray, the pro- time you take to meditate, you really need to, to listen to God. That's It's not just sitting there with your eyes closed. Although, you know, a nap sounds great all the time, right? Um, <laughs> uh, the same with fellowship. It needs to be meaningful. It needs to have purpose, not just getting together with your friends. And there's nothing wrong with that either, right? I love getting together with my friends, enjoying a movie or, you know, playing a video game, whatever the case is. Um, but when we have fellowship, that's a whole different meaning. That's, that's time to talk about our walks with God together, right? That's times where people can live in testimony, uh, Especially fellowship like us, we're all around the same age range, and that's so beautiful. I think um, there's a huge uh, gap for people our age, and uh, just like the youth, that uh, it makes it hard for us to talk about things like this, right, the truth, and you know, so I love, big shout out to Crossroads, obviously. so the verse i have for this one i have a couple uh first one is from romans 8 5 through 8 for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to god for it does not submit to god's law indeed it cannot those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's a lot there. Um, there's a lot of of things where it's it's so blatant, right? It's so true. Uh, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It's not even just I'm not accepting God in my life, and that's that. He's over there, and I'm over here. You are actively going against Him, right? And And he loves you still, and it hurts him. So um, it's just, it's insane. I'm sorry. I'm like getting emotional just reading it. And I wrote it up here, on here. I knew I was going to read it. Uh, Romans (laughs) 12.2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. And this goes back to what I was saying. What is God's plan for you, not your plan for you. Um, I think that it can be it can be hard we can we can feel like it's hard to know and discern what God wants right and what uh, we want but I feel like the more and more I've dove into the bible or I've dove into meditation or prayer and fellowship uh, to be able to talk about the things that I'm learning um, the more I'm able to discern what is God's will now I'm not saying that I know exactly what God's will is right here right now for the rest of my life I I, I think what I mean is that I bring it to God when I am in doubt or when I when I have uh fear of what to do next um or even when I'm excited to do something because I'm scared you know I'm just excited because I like it um so it's always good to bring these things to God and on the topic of focus these are ways that we can retain that focus um these are ways that yes reframing our world around us by learning, really learning that truth, letting it soak into who we are and making us anew. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, and I guess I phrased it here even better. If we have a mindset where we see the world through the lens of truth, we will never want to lose that, right? Who would want to lose truth? Who would want to lose that lens and ability to see everything else around you? You won't want that to change. You won't want that to Um, you know be any different or at least go back to the way you were and lastly I have the last R which is rejoice this seems like a pretty obvious one at least maybe to me I don't know Uh, but I think it can be forgotten because in my head it's so obvious Um, so rejoice for the who and not for the what I think that's such a huge thing that we Misconstrue, or at least people in this world can misconstrue is that um, when, we're, when we say we're a Christian or that we go to church or that you know we read the word, we're not just doing it to go to church or read the word or just be Christian, right? We're doing this to have a relationship with God. I think I've been saying that the whole time. To have a relationship with your creator right? That's insane. Now, obviously, you could say creator, you know, mom and dad, right? You have a relationship with your mom and dad, hopefully, but the creator of them, too, and the creator of their creator, and the creator of their creator, and, you know, you could just keep going back. It doesn't matter how many generations. The ultimate creator, right? Um, we have an opportunity to have a meaningful and significant relationship with him, and I think we can it's it's easy to just take that lightly, right? To just read it and take it for face value. I mean, we hear it so so often, so many times, or in so many different forms. I think um, we kind of lose that that meaning. It just words become just words, right? Um, see. So I have one last passage uh, from First Peter one Uh, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul, souls, plural. Um, I think my whole point going into this, I chose focus because it's something that I personally struggle with in my life, not just in, well, especially actually in my walk, but also just in my day-to-day life. And I think, you know, through reading these passages, through, through studying and, and trying to figure out how do I put that into a way I can talk to you guys and give you guys something that is meaningful, that it's not just me telling you words, right? But God being able to say something to you guys. Um, yeah, I think I realized that uh, a lot, every message is, is saying the same thing at the end of the day and it 's to have that relationship with god it's it 's just driving that point of the importance of love that he gives us it 's unconditional right the importance to praise him to read his word uh, that 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 is our that is our calling here and it can look in so many different forms right it could be in music it could be in sports it could be it could be in anything right but it 's all the same thing in the sense of that it's for our God and that 's so like, crazy, right? That's, like, the biggest calling you can have, right? That's bigger than getting a a multi-million dollar record label if you're into music or, you know, playing for a D1 team or NFL or whatever if you're playing sports, right? It's, It's the biggest accolade you could ever have, and that's being a child of God, right? You know, being a soldier for him, that's insane to me, and, you know, we all are given the same resources, right? We're all given the same uh, ability and chance to do that. Um, I mean, that's all I had written, and uh, that's all I really felt like I, I had to tell it and say, but I just want you guys to walk away with, with that, is, is the chance that we're given and um, the love that we're given, right, that unconditional love, that isn't something to take for granted. Um, we have such a small time, well, we have such a small time here while we're on this earth and um you know and and we have eternity to look forward to but while we're here in that short amount of time why not you know work for God why not fight for God why not recognize that love that our creator has for us and he will always have that love for us and that's just that's something that's so powerful and insane and I I I don't know how else to say it better but you know that of that's what it is so that's all I have for you guys. Can I close this in prayer? Cool. Father God, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to talk today. Thank you for everyone here that it is not by chance or, um, you know, it's not just random that the people that are here today are here today to listen to your word, to listen to what you have to say to them. Um, I pray that whatever anyone, anyone in this room is going through or or, struggling with, Father God, whether it's their relationship with you or, I mean, anything, Father God, I just, I pray for your your arc of protection. I pray that you, you can dwell in their hearts and you can have them recognize that you are in their hearts, Father God that you love them unconditionally, and that there's nothing else we need but you. I just pray for them, all of us, to be reminded of that day in and day out. We can forget so easily, and we can lose our focus so easily. But with you, we can remember it, we can keep our focus, and it's so imperative that we do. Thank you so much, Lord. I love you so much. Amen.